0: with your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of Success Hackers. This is your host, Scott Hansen, business and marketing strategist, best-selling author, speaker, and of course, your podcast host right here on Success Hackers. You guys fired up today? Are you excited about life? You know, it's just one of those days. I woke up today, I'm just excited, probably because my wife and I at the taping of this podcast are actually going to visit some family in South Florida. Over the next uh 24 hours, we're leaving, we'll be gone off the grid for seven days, doing some wave running, some fishing, some golfing. You know, sometimes you need to just unplug, even when you're climbing your success mountain, you need to unplug with the family. And uh, take some downtime and just relax. And that's what we're about to do. We're fired up about that. But I'm fired up about our guest that's going to come on the show here in a minute because um, what he's going to share with all of us is a game changer for all you business owners out there that are really looking to become. More customer centric focused, and we'll get that in a second. Before we do, let's mention our sponsor. Today's Success Hackers episode is brought to you by I Want More Leads.net. If you're looking to grow your leads for your business, make sure to check out the free video on how to generate all the leads your business can handle. Just go to I Want More Leads, that's I Want All right, Hacker Nation, let's get down to business. As I mentioned, we're about to chat with someone who helps people navigate the murky waters of business gifting and helps individuals and companies gift with a purpose. Today, our featured guest is Mr. John Ruland. John, are you ready to rock?
1: I am ready to rock, dude. Let's do this. John Rulin is the founder
0: of The Ruling Group. John's company is trusted by the leaders of fast-growing companies to develop relationship-building strategies and VIP gifting programs to increase referrals and strengthen retention with their most important clients, employees, and prospects. Their clients include the Chicago Cubs, San Antonio Spurs, D.R. Horton, Morgan Stanley, St. Louis Blues, and hundreds and hundreds of other industry leaders and high-end service firms. John, welcome to Success Hackers, man. It's
1: great to have you on the show. Scott, thanks for having me, dude. Let's uh, let's uh, let's blow this up. Absolutely.
0: Well, I gave our Hacker Nation listeners a little bit about you, but uh, would love for you to explain a little bit more about you and your business.
1: Yeah. Well, I think the best way to describe a little bit about what we do. I mean, every Every leader, every sales rep, every you know, every books, every self-help book says, "Oh, relationships are important," and it's like, "Oh yeah, duh." Um, but the funny thing is, is that people, what they say and what they do are two totally different things. So they say people matter, and then they instead of sending a handwritten note, they send a text message or some blanket newsletter that's meaningless. And so what we've done with our business over the last 17 years is we help people, leaders, sales reps, pro sports teams—really doesn't matter because every business. You know, it's people selling to people, people doing business with people. We help them, um, align and be more congruent with what they say and what they do. And, and one of the areas where people kind of, you know, I, I say really they suck is they suck at showing, you know, saying thank you and showing gratitude. And people make decisions based upon how they feel first. And then they kind of justify with pricing and logic and all these other things. Kind of the Robert Cialdini concept. Like we're emotional beings. And, uh, and, and over the last 17 years, you know, we've been building this kind of proven process of, you know, how to take something that seems cheesy and very fluffy like gifts. And how to put real teeth to it and how to make it a competitive advantage that everybody else in the marketplace is, you know, having a pissing match over their Facebook ad budget or their trade show budget or my steak dinner is better than your steak dinner. And we say, you know, all that's a bunch of noise. Um, let's go over in this blue ocean over here where everybody sends their box of chocolates or bottle of wine or their cheap portfolio from China once a year at Christmas and let's let's completely do things different there because that's a lever that that most people just uh, they've never leveraged, and if they do, they actually spend money to have a negative impact because they do it the wrong way.
0: So how did you actually get into this business because you know from from listening to to that and then of course reading the book that we'll go over in a minute and knowing a little bit about you uh, through through doing some research, you know I'm, I'm I'm sitting here going, man, how the hell did he turn this? into a business how funny is this how did you get into it
1: how do you get paid to send people cool (laughs) stuff? exactly right how do you get paid really well to send people cool stuff and make people smile and happy right um it wasn't a master plan i I thought i was going to go be a doctor i was a poor farm boy milking goats in ohio and went to go go to school um you know it was pre-med da 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 and and i was looking for a way to pay for college and get out of school debt free you know it was you know, seventeen years ago, whatever school was still expensive is twenty five grand a year, and you can't make that. You can't make enough working at Gap to pull that off. Right. So I interned with a company, the Cutco Knife Company, which a lot of people know. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, the knives. You know, the inter And I didn't know it at the time, but there's a million and a half people that have come through their doors, and so. I I wasn't a salesperson. Like I, I went in and wore my glasses to look smarter. With the one tie I had, like I was like scared to death. I was sweating bullets, literally. Like I was like sweating through my shirt um, in the interview during the training. Um, but the real like game changer for me was that I was dating a girl at the time. Her dad was an attorney, um, and he was the kind of attorney that like. He he was an attorney, but he was really chill and took three hour lunches and and seemed to make his money into like all these non attorney related things. Like he'd buy a piece of land and magically it became the Walmart the next year. And he'd buy like he would you know go get asked on the bank board and they'd just give him you know tons of shares of the bank and he'd become the largest shareholder of the bank. And he was also the most generous person I'd ever met. So he would find deals like on noodles and buy like a semi load of noodles and everybody at church the next Sunday would end up with like. You know, five, 10, 15 cases of noodles. And it was like $20,000 in noodles. I'm like, so when you're poor, you notice when people are really generous. And so I remember pitching him the idea. I thought he's giving things away all the time. Everybody loves Paul. He's the most top of mind, likable person in town. Maybe he'll give away pocket knives, maybe for Christmas or something. And because all his clients are men, like, you know, that, that was my reasoning. And he came back to me and said, John, what about paring knives? Can I give those? And I'm like, Paul, why, like these are grown men, like a million dollar companies. You're gonna give them a paring knife, a kitchen yeah. item, like that's right. weird. And he's like, uh, here's why. He's like, in 40 years of business, I found one of my secrets is that if I take care of the family, and I now call it the inner circle. It's like the, the spouse, uh, significant other. Um, their assistant, their team, their kids, like the people that get the worst out of being in business. He's like I found if you take care of those people, everything else in business kind of takes care of itself. Mm. So for me it was like this like lightning bolt moment and I and I modeled a number of other things that we do off of Paul, but they were old school, like he was a country attorney in the middle of Ohio, like in the middle of Amish country. But I found like I would invest like two hundred dollars in a carving set, which was, you know, like Might as well have been, you know, a few million dollars as a college kid. $200 is a lot of money. But I would, but I'd engrave the CEO of a company I'd want to go see, like a $200 million insurance company. I'd engrave their name, their, their wife's name, and their family name. And I put a little handwritten note inside and said, carve out five minutes for me. I promise it'll be worth your time. (laughs) And a a week later, I get the meeting. And I walk in, the guy's like 60, 70 years old. I'm 20, 21. And uh, he's like, I'm confused. He's like, I was expecting like the seasoned sales executive (laughs) in their 50s. And he's like, Are you here to sell me knives? And I'm like, like, No, I'm here to help you take your top 1,000 sales reps and and turn and do exactly what I did to you to your top 10,000 prospects Mm. or your top 500 clients. I love it. And he's like, Wow, that's a really good idea. I said, uh, so how many sets do you want to buy? And I'd walk out of there with like a thousand piece order and Cutco <laughs> thought they were fraud because they were right. like, nobody <laughs> had ever turned in an order that big before. Um, but I, I over, the, you know, over the years, you know, by the time I was a senior in college, I was their largest distributor out of a million and a half, you know, college kids in their 70 year history because I was using gifting and these things I was modeling from this old school attorney. Um, I was, I basically leveraged these tools to to become use gifting as a competitive advantage in business, whether I was going after you know professional sports teams or whether I was building relationships in financial services or tech. It really doesn't matter because it all comes back to people. Right. So a lot of the programs I used 17 years ago, I still use to this day. Because it's like the handwritten note, like nobody gets them anymore. It's like old school and it's easier to do something else. And so what I found, you know, it's kind of like a Buffett m- mindset. Like I want the old school stuff that just, that nobody's willing to do that doesn't go out of style. That's not sexy. Um, that's where the money's made. And, and so uh, it's been 17 years of tr- trial and error, but really modeling it off of mentors like Paul. That uh, that I learned what I do.
0: I love it. As a matter of fact, based on what you just shared, I read your book Giftology that was actually given to me by a mutual acquaintance, Meredith Bell. And yeah. uh, Meredith Meredith was on on the show, and uh, I really didn't know what to expect when I received it. But I was frankly, I was I was, I was literally blown away by these great ideas. And in a quick sidebar, and this piggybacks off what we're talking about, Meredith Bell was a guest here on Success Hackers a few months ago. I've had 109 now interviews later, and there's been maybe one or two people that have sent me thank you cards. Well, Meredith sent me a thank you card, which was really nice, so that automatically stuck out in my mind. But on top of that, she also sent me a book, not her book, your book, called Giftology. And needless to say, I will never forget her as a, as a guest on the show, well, again, 109 interviews later, she stands out the most because of this gift. When is it appropriate to, to give a prospect a gift? Is this something we should focus on in order to get that hard to get meeting like you talked about? I mean, give us one takeaway that someone out there is listening can use when it comes to gifting.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that Most people, they think about the masses. They think about how, you know, I want to go after these thousand people. But if you look at most businesses, like, there's probably five or 10 or 20. If you landed those five, 10, 20, like, relationships, centers of influence, you know, um, partners, whatever, like, it'd be a game changer for your business. It's not, most of the time, for smaller companies, it's just a handful of the right people, the right mentor, the right investor. Right. And so I think that, um if you view it like hey what could i you know what could i spend on 10 people what could i invest in 10 people that if i only landed one out of the 10 that if they're the, the right 10 people Like, what would that be worth to me? Like, what would the value of that relationship be? And oftentimes, even for a small company, if you look at the life of, lifespan of your business, like, you know, if you view it as a 50 year marathon versus, you know, a five minute marathon, which is most people try to like Mm -hmm. condense everything to five minutes. But let's just say you view it over the next 10 years. What would that relationship be worth? If you add that up, oftentimes it's in the hundreds of thousands of dollars or even millions of dollars. And so if you say, wow, like out of, one out of those 10 relationships could be worth a million dollars to me and, and revenue or even profit over the next 10 years, how much of that million dollars am I willing to invest now to get their attention, to build a relationship, to, to show, not just say, everybody says they're different and they're special and they're unique and they use all these buzzwords and we're the Uber of this and the Airbnb of that. How about you show it? Like, you know, cause everybody's pitching the same kind of stuff you know everybody's selling widgets or sales training or whatever right. it is um and i found that you know i'll, I'll invest if somebody's going to be worth a million dollars over the next you know 10 years to me i'm willing to invest uh you know thousands if not tens of thousands of dollars in that relationship and what i found is when you kind of like Gary Vaynerchuk talks about being an attention broker right if you do gifting well you're basically saying i'm pre-buying your attention Like, I'm willing to say you're worth a thousand dollars to me or a hundred dollars to me or five thousand dollars to me, which sounds like a lot of money until you go compare it to what you'd spend on a trade show or an advertising budget or even like a round of brochures or whatever else. People spend, you know, a couple thousand dollars here and there or picking up a bar tab at a big trade event or whatever. And they don't think anything of it. It's like, oh, that's just part of entertaining and doing business. But when it comes time to like open a door with one of your top relationships that could change your business forever, all of a sudden your budget's now $20 and you're looking at boxes of chocolate and like, you know, like things on Amazon, you're like, that doesn't make any sense. Right. So I think from a prospect, I think everything that we do is based on a metric and it's based on hard numbers and a reinvestment value. And when you start viewing things over the long haul with your most important relationships, you actually can't. I don't think you can't really spend enough um, to go after those people because um, I, I've just seen it. I've seen where one relationship changes my business for that year, and, and most people they cut corners and they ask themselves, "What's the least I can get away with?" and at least say I'm trying, versus go all in. Like Paul, like one thing I saw with Paul, like who buys twenty thousand dollars in noodles? Nobody. But he would always ask himself whether it was verbally or just like the way he operated. Was like, "What's the most I can do in this situation?" And that's a powerful question. Like, what's the most I can do? And if you ask that question, like, be prepared to answer it. Like, holy crap! Like, if I really wanted to, I could do this. And we take it into like we you know we spend three dollars on our business cards and nine dollars on our letterhead because when I send a handwritten note or hand somebody a business card, I want it to be the nicest one that they've ever seen. And in doing that, like I've become remarkable with a you know with a handwritten note that's on a nine dollar piece of steel because it freaks people out Mm. now. Everybody spends, I mean, a lot of people's like, tab at at Starbucks on a morning basis is nine bucks. (laughs) Right. You know, and they don't, nobody's like, uh, you know, can I afford, you know, like, am I going to go broke buying Starbucks? But most people think they go broke buying $9 letterhead. And so I just look for places where everybody goes cheap, I go expensive. And where everybody goes expensive, I go cheap.
0: I love the concept because, again, most people probably listening, like I was, are going, well, I understand getting gifts or sending thank you cards or books or whatever to a current client. You're saying, yeah, do that. But also one step further, which is more of a develop a relationship that's based on faith, right? Because you're, you're spending, you're investing the money to do something big, which could kick open the door to, like you said, a multi-thousand dollar, a multi-million dollar piece of business so let me let me ask you one question and let me go down this rabbit hole for a second which is maybe what's one idea that you can share with that person listening to say you know what try that
1: yeah well I think that um well first off there's a list that we have of like the ten worst things to avoid um, I create a PDF that people can download for free if they go to giftologybook.com slash hackers they can download it and um, just to give you kind of like guy you know guidelines and like one of them is apple people are like what do you mean? I'm not supposed to give Apple? And I'm like, when people are giving Apple, you know, like iPad Minis and whatever else for like test driving a Chevy Corsica, like uh, it, it's lost its cachet. Hmm. Um, food, not a good idea because you you give somebody even a nice bottle of wine that's gone in 15 minutes. Yeah. So it's it's pretty easy to like go through the top 10 or 20 list of the worst things to give. Okay. Um, but on the on the plus side oh. of like what okay. should you give? I take simple things like the knives even to this day I send out about a half a not not half a million um about a quarter of a million to 300,000 dollars worth of gifts personally to clients mm-hmm. prospects interesting people I mean at the blackjack table centers of influence really anytime I, somebody gives me you know 20 minutes an hour of their time just for coffee think about busy CEOs what's yeah. that hour of time worth like they'll never get that hour back it's their most precious asset it takes time away from their business their family it's worth hundreds if not thousands of dollars for that hour that you got. So I give gifts <clears throat> oftentimes when people just take an hour of their time. Now, they may not be a client. And you're like, are they a prospect? I'm like, maybe. Right. But if but they gave me an hour of their time and I took an hour of my time, That's that's worth a few hundred dollars in my mind to me because I want to honor them for their time because that's their most valuable asset. I'm not asking them for anything. It's not like, hey, let's do business together. It's, Thanks for carving out the time. Might be knives, might be the, another thing that I send out a lot of, like we just bought a leather company and we're doing this high-end leather products that are customized and I'm like really leather. And I'm like, well, most people give out a portfolio or a journal, or whatever, and they spend like $20, $30 on it. I'm like, I want to give in a category where I can give the nicest one that they will they ever have and now they'll use it every day. So we try to do that with gifting, um, whether it's prospects or clients, because I want people to get it, use it, and talk about it. And I see ripple effects, like even the knives. Like, I'll get text messages from prospects or clients. You know, they're like at Thanksgiving dinner with their most intimate relationships, their family, friends, closest people. And they're using the frickin' knives to, you know, to carve a turkey or to chop cheese or whatever. And they're thinking about me Mm. on a Thanksgiving, a Christmas, an Easter, a Fourth of July, uh, whatever. Like I'm the most top of mind person in all of those intimate conversations. Yeah, and it's the reason that we have more referrals than we can handle, is because we're strategically planting seeds with prospects and clients with practical things that most people are like they would never think to send because they're like, what does a kitchen knife have to do with, you know, selling technology? And I'm like, nothing. It has to do with being a human being. Everybody eats. The last time I check, and um, and so I look for those angles. When I'm prospecting, it doesn't really matter. Like, I'll use the same gift 47 different ways based upon who it's going to.
0: And Hacker Nation, we're going to have that PDF uh, that uh, John just shared on the uh, show notes page on successhackers.net under John's uh, show notes page. So you can definitely download that and check it out. But, John, I want to ask you one other question to that because some people are, are going, okay, I'm really busy, right? As, as a small business owner, I'm wearing a lot of hats. Um, and I know that even in my own business, you know you get these great ideas and then you forget about it, you go on to your day. And even like sending out thank you cards and thank you notes and things of that nature, people nowadays like um, speed and they like ease of use. So is there a one-stop shop? Is there a location somebody can almost like a, I want to say an Amazon of ideas, but a, a portal or you might even recommend a site. Maybe if it's in, maybe it's even your site where people can get all these ideas or you know, the knives or whether it's a an embroidered something or whatever, because you're obviously a very creative individual and you've come up with great ideas but Someone out there is listening, saying, "Well, I, I don't really know what to give, and these ideas make sense." But as soon as I'm done listening to this podcast, I'm off doing my other 97 things I have going on in my business. <laughs> you know, is there a what, like a, is there a place you can send people to give them ideas, or certain affiliates, or, or ideas of where they can go to get these gifts?
1: Yeah, well, I, I think two things. One is everything that we do, our entire playbook, even some of the ideas, items is in giftology like i don't there's no giftology 2 coming out like you know next year like everything is in there um and it's i think the big thing is not the idea it's the execution and so everybody has good ideas like yeah, good gifts whatever else but they they miss out on the details so they order off of amazon and then it shows up with no handwritten note right or they ordered on amazon it's not well packaged or it feels like it was automated and so the reason that you know I speak and teach this stuff, but the reason that we have Ruling Group is even small companies want to delegate it and they're like, can I just send you a list of like 20 or 50 or 100 people per year or per quarter or whatever and just have you pick the gift and write the note and take care of everything for us? And we're like, yeah, that's, that's what we do. We're like a gift concierge. So you send us the Excel spreadsheet with the address and the spouse's name and a few details. And from soup to nuts, we execute it and make you look like the hero. That's really the core of, of Ruling Group. It's what we've been doing for 17 years is an outsourced, you know, kind of logistics and execution company on the gifting side, whether it's for employees, clients, prospects, whatever else. And there's some minimums, but I mean, I have clients that are doing, you know, a million dollars a year and I have clients that are doing 20 billion a year, but most people will hear this and it's like the you know the Meredith comment, like 109 podcast interviews, one out of 109 right. sent you a book that wasn't their own in a handwritten note. So you know one out of 109 of your listeners will reach out to us and say, love the idea. Here's you know like I'm gonna redirect my steak dinner budget and my you know trade show budget and and give it to you and see what we can do differently. Um, but most people will be like, that's ah, a really good idea. And maybe they send one or two random gifts throughout the year and makes them feel good inside. But they're, when, without having consistency and strategy behind it and follow through, it's just like any other thing. Like, if you just put, throw a bunch of stuff against the wall, it's probably not going to work very well. But that's, that's really what Ruling Group does for, for small and large companies.
0: Okay. Good. That's good to know. And again, Hacker Nation, when you want to get a hold of John and the Ruling Group, we'll have that, of course, on the uh, successhackers.net. Uh, show notes page, but I want I want to flip the script for a second and talk about one of the most popular areas on the show, even though it can be a little bit reflective and maybe even a little bit morbid sometimes. But I think it's very important, which we call the fail forward stage. So, can you get vulnerable with us for a minute, John?
1: Yeah, dude, I, I uh, open book. What
0: what do we got? So I believe that all high performers and successful individuals maybe look at failure a little bit differently than most people. They actually use failure as feedback and course correction. Take us back to one failure in your career when you almost want to even give up, but you actually use that one pivotal moment as uh, what I call fuel for your success fire.
1: Well, I would say it was a bunch of failures all at the same time that, basically almost imploded the business. Like two thousand seven, two thousand eight I had I'd sold half the business thinking it was to grow it and like, you know, multiply it ten X, blah, blah, blah. And in the course of about six months, I found out that, um, my assistant, right hand person, uh, CPA was stealing from me. Mm. I had, a, had a death in the family. My brother's two year old or 18 month old son drowned. Like oh. every base, I basically everything that could go wrong financially with the, the meltdown, I invested in companies and real estate that all went like south. And I went from like people hearing about like, you know, me sending saunas to people in crazy, like, $7,000, you know, Brooks Brothers in people's hotel rooms to living on about $1,000 a month, um, take home. And my business partner who bought the company didn't take a salary for two years. And so, um, I literally, the, I mean, I was on the verge of bankruptcy in every way, shape or form. Um, that's actually when I started dating my wife, uh, now wife. So she got to see the worst side of being an entrepreneur. So she definitely didn't marry me for my money, uh, because I, I, she was worth way more than I was. I was upside down, like, In the worst way. Um, And so I think, you know, number one, it made me um, appreciate having a partner because without him steadying the ship, the business wouldn't wouldn't have survived. And I think our bond and and relationship and trust in each other as a direct result of those two years um, grew to a level that people ask, like, really, you have a partner and like, don't you disagree? And I'm like, we disagree a little bit, but we've never gotten in a shouting match and we've never... Um, you know, got into like a drop down, drag out battle because he trusts me, I trust him. We have each other's backs. And if something's really important, usually one of us will raise up and say, I really think this is important. And the other person, you know, concedes and says, okay, let's try it.
0: Packer Nation, man, I really hope you, you know, you got a lot from that because. I'm sure some of you listening right now are going through your stuff. Maybe something similar to John, maybe something worse, maybe something, maybe a little bit better. Whatever your stuff is, that's why I love doing this show, is because when we ask this question from someone like John, who's been through the worst, you know, uh, his wife at the time, you know, his girlfriend at the time, and now wife has seen him at the worst, and now he's been able to build this, this empire and continues to impact and empower people and do what he loves to do, and... You know, again, Hacker Nation, if you're in your stuff right now and you feel like giving up, don't because you're literally one person away, one opportunity away, one gift away from blowing open your business. That what you don't realize right now is you can only see what's barely in front of you, you know, and uh, when you're going through your stuff. And the reality of it is, is if you quit now, whatever products and services you sell, whatever your gift is, whatever your uniqueness is, People two, three, 5 10, 12 years down the road will never appreciate and get a chance to work with you if you quit. All right, John, we are now entering the randomness round. It's kind of like putting you on the success hackers version of the hot seat. Yeah. Whatever's the first answer that comes to mind, just let it rip. So John Rulin, are you ready for the randomness round? I'm ready for random. Best advice you've ever
1: received. I, it was modeled by my mentor, uh, Paul through everything that he did, which was to give more than is reasonable.
0: What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind?
1: Uh, I spend the mornings, most mornings, uh, 20, 30 minutes in a sauna. I have a sauna at my house. It's uh, one of the best investments I've ever made. It's where I read, it's where I journal, it's where I pray, uh, it's where I relax. And for me, it's like that's my happy place.
0: You now own a time machine. I want you to travel back in time to when you were 25 years old again. What advice would your current self, knowing about life and business, give your twenty-five-year-old self?
1: I wouldn't have delegated the financials to uh, somebody without oversight. What's the one trait that you have that's contributed mostly to your success? Uh, pleasant persistence.
0: What's a hidden talent that you have that most people may not know about you?
1: I, I can see I can see any deal or any opportunity or any relationship from multiple angles. And automatically see the win win on all sides um, very quickly and very easily.
0: What is one book that you've read that's made an impact on your business?
1: Give and Take. Uh, Adam Grant's book, fantastic. It actually teaches people how to, you know, that are givers, how to understand matchers and takers. It's, it's awesome.
0: If you can recommend one social media tool or overall service to our Hacker Nation community, what would that be?
1: Um, one of the ones that we're starting to work with right now, uh, Hatchbuck. It's uh, kind of an all-in-one marketing services, uh, email templates with uh, with a CRM all built together.
0: John, you are now officially off the randomness round hot seat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't so bad. <laughs>
0: This has been absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for your time, John, and sharing these incredible success strategies with our Hacker Nation. Where can our listeners find out more about you, the ruling group, or anything else that you have going on?
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, ruling group is the, you know, if you want to outsource your gifting to somebody, uh, ruling group, R-U-H-L-A-N, group.com. Um, on the speaking, more thought leadership kind of strategy side is johnruling.com. Giftologybook.com has info and kind of more, you know, um, more of the thought leadership around giftology specifically. Obviously Amazon has, you know, the audible copy of in Kindle and all that kind of stuff, uh, if they want to order giftology. Um, of course Twitter, at Rulin. LinkedIn, all the normal stuff. You type in John Rulin, uh, we pop up pretty quick. And then the, uh, the thing I mentioned earlier, the, uh, if you want to get the 10 worst gifts to avoid, so at least you have some bumpers, you know, it's kind of like with my kids taking a bowling, you don't want to go get, get gutter balls. Um, at least give you some guardrails. Uh, 10 worst gifts, go to giftologybook.com, uh, slash hackers. Um, and you can download that for free and, and uh, take it and run with it on your own or with your marketing team or marketing consultant or whatever else. And some of the things on there are pretty counterintuitive. You're like, oh, I thought that was a really good gift. And we try to explain, at least with the, kind of some basic info, around why it might not be as good as you thought it was.
0: Accra make sure to head over to successhackers.net. That's successhackers.net for this episode. Show notes and recap from today's incredible interview with John along with some other really cool resources we have on the site. Oh listen, when you're on the site, don't forget to click subscribe so that you don't miss any of these latest episodes. Before the end of the show today, I wanted to make you all aware of something that I mentioned earlier. Besides being the creator and host right here on Success Hackers, I'm also a business and marketing strategist. And I actually help and work with small business owners, helping them really sustain their business, become more successful, get more clients, and then ultimately help them grow their bottom line. Right now, for a few spots available, I'm doing a business breakthrough strategy session where number one, I'm actually helping you strategize over the next 12 months so that your business this year looks totally different than it did last year, more revenue, more clients, et cetera. And during that same session, I'm also going to help you find at least ten dollars to $50,000 in untapped revenue in your existing business without spending one cent on advertising. But again, I only have a few spots available. And by the way, it's free. So if you want to grab one of these free spots, just go to 40MinuteMakeover.com. That's 40, F-O-R-T-Y, 40MinuteMakeover.com. This is Scott Hanson saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, go out and live with passion.